0: Serious, people who work in Hollywood. What's the most fricked up thing you've witnessed in the business? Since not a lot of people are naming names, I'll go ahead and do so. Adi Shankar, sketchiest person I've met in this town. I know he's a hero on Reddit, but he's the craziest person I've ever worked for. In my first few years in LA, I interned a lot, including at his company. I thought it was pretty cool to learn from the producer of movies like The Grey and Red, but what I learned pretty early on is that producer is a pretty flexible term in Hollywood. What his company does is gap financing. Let's say a movie is already packaged and ready to go, but they have 28 million of a 30 million dollar budget, they go to a company like Addis. he gets a loan from the bank for 2 million dollars and slaps his name on as executive producer, no creativity, no involvement with the production, perfectly fine business model, but the level of douchiness that came with this has been unmatched at any of my other jobs. He would parade around town acting like he was the sole creative force behind the grey and killing them softly. As a specific example, he likes to tell people that it was his idea to shoot Dread in 3D. He would often call interns into his office just to show them videos of some S.E.E. he fricked the night before. I was often tasked with searching IMDb for rising actresses. He would then call them in for a general meeting where he would talk about how he was going to make them into a star, while usually not so successfully trying to trick them into sleeping with him. A year of interning there and all I learned were what drugs he liked, and how to get women to sleep with him. Not a minute of actual industry work happened at that office. Turns out the actual producers and directors of projects don't take too kindly to some guy parading around claiming responsibility for their movie. He was basically blacklisted from the industry, which is why he's making his bootleg YouTube videos. His methods haven't changed at all. We all love the Power Rangers short. What no one knows is that it was 100% paid for with the director's own money. Over $100 K. Addy didn't spend a dollar of his own money on this, or any of his other videos. He has the directors pay for them, do all the creative, then puts it up on his YouTube page and essentially takes full credit for it. In turning for him was fricked up. Cultish ego trip that has been unmatched at any of the places I've worked after, including large studios. I freaking knew there was something fucky about that guy. Can't say I'm too surprised. That parents are willing, and actively trying, to pimp out their kids for roles on the next hit children's show. Roles for the kids, not the parents. Just to be clear. Oh it's pretty bad. I live in Hollywood and I recently had a kid. I swear. I get stopped so often by people who ask me if I've started taking her to auditions yet, or if I've gotten her an agent, or if I've started her a YouTube channel. A freaking YouTube channel. I was a lowly intern for a bigger production company during film school. We were doing a pitch day where writers and other producer wannabes came in to pitch their ideas. We, six of us, sat at a long table while the potential filmmaker told is their idea hoping for funding. Before we started the EP, said if you hear me say the word pass in any context that's code for stop taking notes and have zero follow up questions so we can get the duds sorted out quickly. People were coming in and pitching and a few minutes into their stories he would say, pass me a pen or pass trammy for lunch okay with everyone he was having fun coming up with ways to interrupt the pitches with his hidden code word. Well the worst one was a guy from Minnesota who had this kids movie idea that a lot of people back home loved. It got some attention and the right people agreed to set up this pitch meeting for him. The guy was written up in his town paper. Local boy goes to Hollywood. They named a drink after him in the small town. The town got together to raise money for his trip out to big ol' Hollywood. Hero worship to the hilt. Anyhow, he walks in. Sets up an eel and the EP. Immediately says. Are you coming from pass Dun? Over. Pens down. All he'd said was his name and it's a pleasure to be here and he got passed. I felt bad for everyone that day but I felt especially bad for him. He went on to pitch his entire story and his hometown hero personal story and all the EP he was doing was drawing geometric shapes on his notepad. Most people in the business are conceited dongs. I turned on a crappy, short-lived reality show for MTV. The producers were the biggest buttholes who thought they were the crap because they had been handpicked for this job. They had very short resumes, and treated everyone above them like gods and everyone below them like slaves. One spilled her entire drink on my personal laptop when I was out of the room. When I returned and saw it sitting in a puddle, she hadn't even attempted to clean it up. She said yeah, that was me, you shouldn't leave your computer on the desk. They also regularly popped pills, for which they didn't have a prescription, openly. I am a doctor, and there's a saying in the medical profession that it's like a tree full of monkeys. When you're looking down, all you see is smiling faces. When you're looking up, all you see is buttholes firing crap at you. I guess the same can be said for Hollywood. Having a producer call me specifically because he had many glowing recommendations for me and sang my praises. Then asked my daily rate for a feature. Then after a big sigh from him and an awkward silence he asked if I could work for 10 days for $25 a day. After another longer awkward silence from me waiting to see if it was a joke I asked him if he was serious. He said yes. I said I wouldn't work for that little because it's the equivalent of 2 bucks an hour for highly skilled labor. He told me I didn't know what I was missing and that he would give out terrible recommendations to others about me because I turned him down. But on a more serious note, there's been some horrendous deaths on set and after wrap due to lack of safety and improper training, cutting corners, or sneaking things. Sarah Jones was the most recent large example, but there's been too many vehicle rollovers due to crew members falling asleep after ridiculous hours. Someone being electrocuted on a condo lift when they hit electrical wires because they weren't trained nor legally allowed to be in the lift. Just crazy stuff. Oh, also had an actor lift his oversized shirt over his head in front of me and forget he didn't have any clothing on underneath. I understood why the ladies talked about him all the time after that. The tiredness thing is what gets me most. Days can be extremely long and it's unsafe to work when you're tired, but if you voice your concerns, you're belittled since it's only a little tiredness. I worked on a show recently where the art director was a supreme dong we had a midget on set and he had to go in a cage, the midget went in the cage, already every human being with a soul on set is uncomfortable, and the ad says "Okay, kneel down, well, the poor guy didn't have knees, so he said I don't have knees, I can't kneel, this confused the ad, he asked again, to the further embarrassment of every person there, the midget showed him his legs. They tried him sitting on his butt but his legs stuck out of the cage comically and that wasn't the look they were going for. They were looking at putting a hole in the bottom of the cage to fake it. Finally, and I wasn't there by this point. It was too much and I wasn't needed for that problem. The AD said I just need you to kneel down. Angry pause. I physically cannot kneel down. I don't bend there. AD. Not my problem. And he walked off set. I wasn't around to see what happened after or if they ray shot or whatever, but I literally can't even. Only one person has named a celebrity so I'll spill some juice. Myra Sorvino is the one of the worst actresses I have ever worked with. She threatened to walk off the set one day, you were not allowed to be in her eye line when we were shooting, or look at her. She could not remember her lines and she blamed it on 100 things. She made the DP change his lens a few times and made him raise his camera more than once because she did not want to be shot from below her eye line. She didn't think it was flattering. She made producers order her very high end makeup because she didn't like what the makeup artist was using. She had to check herself in the mirror before every take. Everyone on set could not stand her but because she had won an Oscar she thought she was queen of the world. 2. Worked with Clarence Williams 3. Mod Squad TV show He threw a bottle of water at my head in front of 20 plus people and no one said anything. I was replaceable he however was not. 3. Adam Baldwin showed up to film an interview totally drunk. He brought a six pack with him finished it and continued to finish off everything in the minivar at the hotel. Also not very nice. Sorry Firefly fans. I think most Firefly fans have decided to dissociate our love for the show and the character for the butthole of an actor. He rarely does anything publicly that could make me tolerate, let alone like him. I might be a bit late for this but here goes. I'm on mobile so there may be formatting issues. I work as a lighting technician and I'm still in the low budget world, so I have to deal with a lot of crap and I could go on for ages about the borderline abusive and illegal stuff I have to deal with on a regular basis but I'll just go with my best story. This is the incident that made me decide I was done with the worst of it. This is the story of the executive producer who got stabbed on set, so I got asked to come out on the reshoots of an ultra low budget horror feature. It was a minimum wage illegal rate, but I hadn't worked in a long time so I went out for it. The bad signs quickly started to pile up. The executive producer was also the director was also the lead actress. And in my few interactions with her she flaunted her position and was generally a B. The key grip had already basically checked out. It was a shit show then and it's a shit show now. I went to my standard procedure in these situations and tried to just do my job and stay out of the way as much as I could. Then came day 2. We were going up for some stabbing scene. Lots of fake blood and whatever. The house was very cramped so I was out at our equipment staging area on the back porch. They go up for a take. Then comes the screaming. Not acting screaming. Real. Loud screams. Oh my god he stabbed me. He freaking stabbed me oh my god. At first I didn't think much of it. I thought it was just the actress being terrible. But, hey, she's running the show so she could do whatever she wanted. Then everyone around me started freaking out. This idiot girl had decided that she didn't want to use a fake prop knife for the scene. Apparently it wasn't real enough for her. This is something that is film safety 101. You always use a prop weapon and you let anyone on set who wants inspect the prop. I had just assumed that they were using one in the dozen or so people on set knew better, including my direct superiors in my department. This was literally Darwin Award levels of stupidity. I didn't see the wound itself, but it wasn't life threatening. She was out of the hospital in a few hours, but she could have easily died, and it would have been completely because of her idiocy. TL. DR. Selfish idiot producer gets stabbed and it's 100% her fault. A very well known pop star's uncle offering information on said pop star for cash. Everything from baby pictures and videos, to her whereabouts, you name it, it all had a price. This happens more than you realize. I'm guessing Britney Spears. I'm a female VFX artist working primarily in television. I've had several douchey supervisors, and some great ones. There are a lot of egos in this business and some people who think it's perfectly acceptable to be nasty and sexist. I have more than one thing, sorry. I was once told, after working double time all weekend, mind you, that I should use more nouns when I speak. This was when my boss asked me about my progress on a shot that I was racing to finish before a deadline. When I asked to switch departments so that I could learn another discipline, I was told that the one I wanted to go to was all guys and they weren't sure how I would fit in there. I watched one supervisor throw a chair across my boss's office. The owner of a company I used to work for would bring in his herd of rescue dogs that weren't housebroken. They would pee and poop all over the floor and he wouldn't clean it up. I watched one of the dogs lift his leg and pee on my co-worker's chair. Super fun to work for an hour with a pile of diarrhea sitting next to you. They would also bite clients and I was bitten twice on the job. I was laid off so that the girl the leg artist was sleeping with could have a full time job in the department. They tried to get me to come back 3 weeks later. No thanks. Had a producer who couldn't understand that if you want a shot sped up but kept the same length, you will need more footage this was a man who had been working in this field for about 20 years he was the best friend of the owner which was probably the only reason he still had a job i really could go on and on i worked on some film sets in the northeast when i was younger but decided not to go into film for various reasons the most fricked up thing i've been a part of was filming at an abandoned mental hospital that was vacated in the 80s which meant it was full of asbestos and lead paint dust There were 2 respirator masks on the whole set and the rest of the people were expected to make do with a particle mask. No one wanted to be high maintenance, or if they did, they just quit the shoot. So we all just stupidly accepted the risk and spent a month being exposed to asbestos and extreme lead dust. I've shared a story here before under a throwaway, but I guess I can share it under another throwaway again. Throwaways because although I don't mind it as much now. It is not something I would admit to in real life, honestly. You would be surprised how many people in the industry use Reddit. Anyways, a few years ago, I used to weigh about 340 pounds. I am 6 feet 4, numbers slightly altered. So I guess I gave off what people in the film industry might call a big guy persona. You know, the guy who only exists to provide some form of backup or comedic relief. The roles involved exactly what you might think it would be, eating, eating, and more eating. Pretty much every single scene I was involved in, I was essentially supposed to be the butt of fat jokes, a slobbering mess of a man. When you're on set in that sort of situation, what you realize is that the difference between your life and a movie isn't too big. Maybe other than the fact that people express their opinions out loud in a movie, and in real life, they might keep those opinions to themselves or talk behind your back. In all honestly, it was a struggle every day, because on screen, I would have this couldn't care less persona, but I felt the words and I knew the harsh reality. After going through this experience, I've realized that it is pretty much a fact that people will judge you on your appearance, maybe consciously or subconsciously, but they will judge you, even if well. Meaning people have convinced you otherwise earlier in your life. Even if you're a great person on the inside your appearance is you being presented to the world and first impressions count a lot any fame i had was not the result of my talent but rather my physique and how well i could handle being insulted people weren't laughing with me they were laughing at me i was the source of the comedy Hollywood, and I'd say the entire movie industry in general, is a very, very judgmental place where unless you conform to certain views or characteristics, you have no place or significance of existing into people who are already there. Ultimately though, the same thing worked as a sort of motivating factor. I knew that I couldn't go along like this, so I had to change. Started working out went on a very drastic diet, and was down to 200 pounds by the end of the next year. The absolute best thing about the change, finally feeling wanted, feeling that people actually like being near you and want to work with you. I've always wondered how actors handled their character being judged by their physical appearance by others, and with others I mean mainly Al Bundy, till... I was the guy who edits the footage to see if any equipment was in the shot. Stage light, mic, etc. One of my co-workers in the editing department was terminated for evading time at the workstation by spending a prolonged amount of time in vehicle. This man was a paraplegic in a wheelchair. His legs were paralyzed and it took him about 25 minutes to get in and out of his car. He only worked there for 6 months. That's illegal. Remember that movie My Sister's Keeper with Cameron Diaz and Jason Patrick? They are a married couple and they have a daughter who is sick with some disease. They also have another daughter for the sole purpose of being a donor to the first, sick daughter. Anywho, there are a lot of scenes in a children's hospital, so there were extras playing sick kids in those scenes. But production didn't think those kids looked sick enough. So they told casting to find some kids who really had cancer and were dying. They did find some sick kids and they were used in the movie. Some of them managed to live long enough to see the movie. Some of them managed to live long enough to see the movie. You'd think having cancer would be punishment enough. Worked for a major union. And while I don't have any specific stories, I can say that I am so glad to be out of that business. The worst thing you can be in Hollywood is an actor, There are a dime a dozen and people will do the worst crap to you as a matter of course, thinness and appearance are all that matter, I regularly saw women who seemed like they might just pass out in front of us and no one batted an eye, even down to earth industry people obsess over their weight, their skin, even the visual age of their hands, and it spreads. Even people who aren't on camera or even involved in the industry have these weird plastic appearances. A very nice older actress used to come by all the time, and she'd had so much work done, but she moved like an Asimo unit and couldn't open the door because the dermatologist injected so much saline into her fingers to give them a youthful plump that it was difficult for her to grip things. The sets are unsafe. People get hurt a lot and there are constant usher and turnaround violations. But nobody changes anything because the crew won't report it. The whole thing just stinks of desperation. All the players are either desperate to be stars, desperate to stay relevant, or desperate to be near their idols. Sociopaths thrive in this environment and people are treated like trash all over for nothing. And if you say anything, you're just weak, and you should toughen up. Worked as an electrician on a reality show involving children. The kids figured out that the cameras couldn't follow them into the ladies' rooms. When they got sick of the producers' bulls, they would occasionally go into the ladies' rooms to take a break. The producers asked them to stop because they didn't want them discussing story in there. The kids kept doing it, because when you follow 10-year-olds around for 12-16 hours a day, if you watch reality TV involving children, You are watching child labor law violations regularly. They get sick of it. One of the producers brought me and another electrician into the ladies room while it was empty. With the way the room was set up. If you looked straight when you entered. You didn't see the stalls. Or the mirrors. That wall ran the length of the stalls. He asked us to hang some lights and focus them away from the stalls. His plan was to ask the camera ops to start following the kids into the ladies room. And angle themselves the kids would be against the wall. That way the cameras would never see the stalls, only a wall. So no one would know it was a restroom. And he could shoot in there. We told him to go frick himself. He tried to get us fired. He failed. I have never met someone I hate more than that fricking pile of crap producer. T.L.D.R. Producer wanted me to set up lights in a restroom so he could film 8 14 year old girls while they were in there. I once worked for a month as a PA on an independent film. 12 18 hour days with as little as 4 hours of sleep sometimes, and I didn't get paid. I worked on a reality show where the star died, she performed a huge show in Mexico, and then she was on her way to a TV spot, and her plane crashed. She was one of the realist, down to earth people in the whole world. She came from nothing, and built herself an empire. She was often late to shoots because she stopped to visit a sick fan in the hospital. She donated so much time and money to charity. And she provided everything for the people around her. Redacted. Celebrity culture is freaked up enough, in my opinion. Obsessing over a random human you've never met is fricking weird. But the most fricked up thing I've seen is the way death turns people into vultures. You can witness this phenomenon anywhere. But when you add celebrity status into the mix. It's like nothing is sacred. Generally people just trying to get you to work for free, through manipulation and intimidation, and acting like they're doing you a favor for it. There's a dangerous combination of idealism and predators in Hollywood, and it's everywhere, at every level in the business. Thank God for unions. Fairly tame compared to the other ones here, but I was an intern and heard a conversation that sums up most of Hollywood two guys from different companies had to talk to each other on a regular basis to work out a deal one day they had a huge fight it escalated and their bosses had to intervene no one was fired but it was that serious of course they had to talk the next day to do their job one of them was still pee about the fight the other's response was frick you yesterday what can you do for me today i work at a post facility and we once worked with a well-known spoiled director. Every review would be a circus with him yelling and screaming, getting calls from his mother, and just being an all-around dong. Once he actually brought his cardiologist to review our work because he thought it would be entertaining. Throughout that summer, he consistently harassed our client service member, going as far as prank calling her as a different director to ask what she thought about him. He brought escorts to company parties and regularly ate the artist's food. Christ what a butthole. I was in the business in Hollywood for a while in the late 80s. One night some guy walks into my office right before I'm about to leave for the night. He's crazy messed up on C and he's got this white linen suit with some obvious blood stains on it. The butthole was freaking out trying to get me to help him clean it up on the spot. I kept insisting that I wanted no part of this tonight, but we wouldn't let up. He offered me money, drugs, even a BJ. He was such a typical coke fiend. I finally took the suit. Tagged it and told him to pick it up around 10am the next morning when I open up the shop again. Frick the Hollywood dry cleaning businessman. Nothing but bad memories. Not in Hollywood but work at a printing company. Printed pieces for large DVD displays. One of the displays was printed and ready to ship. $100,000 s plus worth of stuff ready to go, was all thrown in the trash because the sister of a huge star, was his manager, didn't like the way his hand looked. It is stunning how little regard for personal health and safety of the cast and crew actually exists on a lot of sets, on set time really truly is money, so things get pushed way farther than they should way too often this is especially true for indie or guerrilla filmmakers add in the fact that a lot of these folks have very little experience with staged combat and prop weapons things of that nature and you have a recipe for disaster i was a costume designer back in the day late 90s early 2000 and i was working on a movie with jennifer esposito the three male producers called me into their office and asked me if she had a fat butt i was a bit confused and asked why they wanted to know They said, and I swear to god this is true, Jennifer Lopez has a big butt so we want to know if this Jennifer also has a fat butt. I assured them she was thin and beautiful, no fat butt. As a side note, I also worked with Mandy Bentley who was a fairly famous playboy twin, Bentley twins, at the time. She was literally a walking holocaust victim with tea. I am telling you I have never seen someone so thin before in my life. It was truly disgusting. And not a single person gave a crap not the director, producer, her manager and agent. ETA. My point in describing Ms. Bentley's body is disgusting was to make sure the reader understood just how grossly underweight she was. Obviously Ms. Bentley needed help anyone with a pair of eyes could see that. But nobody cared enough about her to get her help. She was one of the saddest people I ever met in the industry because there was just nothing there a shell of a woman. Honestly I hope she is doing better and has found some happiness because at that time there was just emptiness in her eyes. Something I will never forget. This blows my mind. Imo Jennifer Esposito may be one of the most beautiful actresses I've ever seen. I also love her scratchy voice. Crazy to think anyone could doubt any attractive effect she could have. I got bit by Jerry Bruckheimer's giant $35k German Shepherd named Goodspeed at his house as a PA and all I got was a lousy new pair of jeans. I think that's a fallout boy song. Up until about 3 years ago I was a struggling actor in LA. I have so many stories, good and bad. I was working different jobs while going on auditions. For a while I was a consignaise at the Belle Age Hotel, a popular hotel on the Sunset Strip where celebrities stay so I met and interacted with many stars. By far the most beautiful were Michelle Fifa and Halle Barry, both very nice and breathtakingly beautiful, others not so much. Goldie Hawn is a wreck. One night this old guy starts talking to me and asks me if I'm an actress. I say yes and he says he thinks I have a great look and wants to be my manager. He then tells me who he is. I had no idea, he is Marty Ingalls and says he's a famous actor, haha, and is married to Shirley Jones, he tells me he has started representing actors as a manager, so I go with it, he takes me out to dinner a week later at Spago, takes me shopping, tells me I need nice clothes for auditions. Takes me to his house and introduces me to Shirley Jones so I figure it's all okay if his wife is cool about it. Then it happens. One night we are in his car driving to a restaurant and he tells me that he's done me a lot of favors. He got me an agent. Bought the clothes. So now I owe him something. He wants a BJ. I say no. He argues about it. I stick to my guns. No means no. He gives up. Drives me back to my car and drops me off. I never hear from him again. What a sorry old man. And obviously Shirley knows what's going on. Looking back I realize when meeting her she knew what it was all about. Another story, I was working as a secretary, one of three, for a semi-famous producer in Bev. Hills, he would have tantrums like a two year old when he got stressed out. One day he couldn't find a script he was looking for in his office. He was screaming for someone to come help him look for it. I went in and he picked up his desk phone and threw it at me narrowly missing my head. Glad I ducked. And it exploded on the wall behind me. I wasn't there long. I used to seat audience for a late show with a live audience. I would have to seat people by attractiveness. That is, attractive people to the front closer to the cameras, and less attractive in the back where they can't be seen. This is done in all shows with an audience. I'm not Holden Caulfield or anything but many actors are fake personality-wise. Most tend to be so conceited that you can take a long butt elevator ride to the top of their ego, jump off it while singing a full Eminem album before you reach the bottom. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video.